mother is bleeding. At least I have a husband, you know. Does anybody here believe it? Episode 11, this makes it the Jeremiah episode. Still don't know which one that is. Yeah, yeah I mean, I I think that Tim sees a new kid every time he watches. For real, the, like the <laughs> intro they go through and they introduce all of them, there's always one where I'm like, there was a Jeremy? <laughs> later, later. <laughs> there really is a Jeremy later. <laughs> um, anyways, so this is episode 11, and... The episode that we watched is called Bates versus Duggar Smackdown. Smackdown. And so as you can guess, it's just a continuation of the two-week Bates visit at, mm-hmm. in Arkansas. So the episode kind of just starts off with Jim Bob announcing to both the families that he thought it would be fun if they shot at each other. <laughs> so they're going to go play. He talks about going to play paintball. Mm-hmm. Oh, and actually, just really quick, this is kind of like a not much to it episode, so we might go through it kind of fast. Yeah. Um, I say that now, and then before you know, it'll be 36 it's minutes. Be, in. Yeah, yeah, you know, we always think, oh, it'll be a fast one. But yeah. anyways. They so, did say it's been seven years since they actually like hung out, not at conference. Which is funny, because they didn't really mention that in the first one. So I did get Correct. the idea that they were trying to be like, oh, we know each other so well. But now they're like, yeah, we haven't seen half these kids. So mm-hmm. that's much more clear in this second episode. Yeah. They were saying that like the older kids were the age of the younger kids the last time they saw them. Yeah. So. Um, and then at one point, Lego Hair does the math with how many people they have between the two families. Yep, yep. And it was just this very socially painful thing of him being like, well, we got 16 kids and they got this many kids. And if you do the math, Watch there's that many kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, thanks. Thank you for that five minute math <laughs> TED talk. Yep. Well, you know, they're always looking for opportunities to train the children. <laughs> oh, Can't pass up opportunity to talk about math. <laughs> math. 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 Um, okay, so they're getting ready to go paintballing. So they're getting the kids dressed in like thick layers so mm-hmm. that they don't bruise as badly. And they still get bruised pretty pretty badly. <laughs> I felt like this was the first episode where I felt seen. Why is that? Um, because they're getting ready. They're talking about how you have to put on like a couple layers of clothes so it doesn't like, give you like a giant welt. And one of the lost boys comes out with the giant jack and goes, it's a nice chubby one. And I felt like I was seen. <laughs> Thank nice. you, Josephus, or whatever your name is. <laughs> He's talking kindly of you. <laughs> exactly. Maybe I should learn his name. So when they get to the the paintball place, the facility, they're filling out all of the waivers and everything. So obviously it's a giant stack for each dad. <laughs> the moms are nowhere to be seen. This is a dad activity. So they're filling out these giant stacks of forms. And Gil starts to tell a story about how one time when they were in Georgia, for whatever reason, some guy stopped him and <laughs> offered him $100 if he could name the birthdays of all of the kids that he had. <laughs> Now, the part that he leaves out, I'm like, what point in this sea of children was this? Was this when he only had six? Like, I don't know. Like, he doesn't specify how long ago this was. Because there's a big difference between four, ten, 
and 16, you know. Agreed. But he says that he was able to name all their birthdays, and so he got the 100 bucks. <laughs> and surprising to fucking nobody, Jim Bob follows it up saying, end quote, I'm afraid I wouldn't get the hundred dollars. No. And we know. We know, no, Jim Bob. It. We know. Not at all. Sidestep for a slight second. Hope you hope you don't mind. Takes me back to my father. Okay. Trash. But um he has four kids. I'm the youngest of four girls. Only mm-hmm. four. And I remember one time asking him, like, Dad, when's my birthday? And he was like, um, December. And I'm like, Oh, that's the month. There's more. I'm like, you don't even have to name the year. Give me the birth date. <laughs> and he says, the 17th. And I'm like, nope. Sister right above me is June 17th. Mm-hmm. Then he goes, December 21st. And I'm like, that's the oldest sister's wedding anniversary. He couldn't name my birthday. So at this point, I saw myself while I was watching this, like for a split second, being <clears> like, good for you, Gil. But then I'm like, wait, the, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> the bar is set in hell. Like, yeah. that is not that... Like, that's not something really that commendable. But here I was right. for a split. I mean, good job just because my dad is trash. So anyways, just a funny little thing that I could relate that to that I'm like, yeah. that's really not saying much. I shouldn't be impressed. Mm-hmm. It's kind of when you're digging stuff out of yourself of like, why are we giving people like kudos for bare bones, basic bullshit, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. So just kind of a, like a moment within myself. that I was like, huh, mm-hmm. you know, interesting. I also feel like every kid goes through that mode where you're like, I'm going to test my parents. Because I, I definitely remember that period where I was the annoying kid asking my dad 27 questions just to see if I could get one on him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it wasn't like... Could your dad name your birthday? Yes. Oh, good. I oh, was good. also an only child. So if <laughs> God, he couldn't, would that would so. be real bad. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So after they fill out all the waivers, they start paintballing. And go figure, the girls are still wearing skirts. What? When they were getting ready, they showed them all clustering kind of in their, like, starting area. Yeah. And one of the... The blue... Because they both had different jerseys on. The blues Blues were the Duggars. Yeah. So one of the Duggar girls is holding her paintball gun, and then she looks at her brother and goes, Say hello to my little friend. I didn't catch this. (laughs) So that's a Scarface reference. Yeah. So there's no chance in hell... That those kids understand a Scarface reference. No way. Because number they, one, they don't watch enough TV. And then number two, they wouldn't be watching damn Scarface. Yeah, I didn't even catch that. So that was obviously like the cameraman or the producers being like, hey, you know what would be funny? Maybe you should say. Or they've heard it randomly somewhere and still just have no idea what it actually equates to. Yeah, like, because there's another one later on in the skydiving segment where uh, Lego hair's looking up at whoever skydiving with him and goes, look. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's it's cousin Amy. And I'm like, none of your kids are going to get a Superman reference because yeah. you don't let them watch media. <laughs> yeah, right. Lost on them. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, it's so good. But I digest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I digest. But I digest. So yeah, so the girls still wearing paintballs. I really didn't I, I didn't really write down because it's really not that interesting. You watch them paintball. The, There's a lot of shaky action shots. Yeah, they kind of like did the whole like make it go a little bit gray, a little bit slow mode it yeah. while they're like falling down. But really, mm-hmm. it's very boring. One of the funny things is one of the Bates girls um, in the middle age wise uh, was like, yeah, I think we're losing this one. There's just too many Duggar boys uh, peeking around the houses. <laughs> it was like, Aaron. You're yeah. Wrong. You're not wrong, <laughs> yeah, sister. There too is many too Duggar many Duggar boys. boys. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
Um, but that's all I kind of, I, I kind of moved on from that. There was really not a whole lot going on with paintballing. Do you have anything else to add? No, there was just like a tug of war scene. Yeah, they so showed they, them like tug of warring outside the house. Yeah, yeah. and um, Jim Bob says like twice that he think they outweighed them. It's because they won because the Duggars won because they outweighed them. And I'm like, is that a short joke on Gil or are you calling people in your family fat? <laughs> I don't know. Weird flex, bro. <laughs> I know. I was like, what are we getting at here? So then uh, Kelly Bates and the girls are just kind of reciting that same like scripted bullshit about courtship. Same as always. And, you know, Aaron Bates, again, the same one that talks about all the little Duggar boys. She says that it's, you know, it's there so you're not playing around and you're having a purpose. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to a, uh, cuts to a scene of Jim, Bob and Michelle sitting on the couch with Gil and Kelly. And we find out that Gil was 22 and Kelly was 21 when they got married. And then Lego hair says, oh, that's old uh-huh. because... He was 19 and Michelle was 17. 17, So it's funny how to them, they're like, damn, you guys were old. (laughs) And then Amy, she says that the families have the same beliefs and values and that they, quote, they all have the same kind of personality, (laughs) which I thought was funny because think of all the times that they were like, we're individuals like you know oh yeah and there's a talking head later on oh yeah we'll get to that which is great but i just wanted to like you know really emphasize how much they talk about things like that yeah so it's funny that amy's like no you're really all kind of the same (laughs) (laughs) there was in because there was a bunch of like talking heads during this part and they were talking about um Lego hair says it's important for our children to have friends outside of our family, but ones that like reinforce their values. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, cause we don't want, you know, friends that are trying to influence them or get them into things that they shouldn't be into. And I think it goes back to what we saw in the last episode of that. Like fear is the motivator for a lot of this. Oh, where it's yeah. like, don't have friends that aren't like you. Cause that's scary. I told, I know, I know I've mentioned on here before, but it's just like my dad telling me that like he would every once in a while throw in that, like my friends were worldly. So it's <laughs> yeah. like that. What was the, uh, you've told a lot of stories about having a Matchbox 20 poster. On oh, your, yeah. What did had, your dad dude, say about that? We had a Matchbox Okay, think of Rob Thomas, you guys. <laughs> Rob Thomas. It's not like he's fucking Alice Cooper or no, something. he's okay. very family friendly. Rob Thomas, and it was on the back of our door to like that my sister Kinsey put there to basically try to avoid my dad looking as much as possible because you <laughs> knew this was coming. And I, I'm going to, oh my God, it's going to go in the visuals this week. The, I'm going to find the poster. <laughs> the exact But poster. like my dad was like, he looks like he's on drugs. And I'm like, Rob Thomas? Are you kidding me? He looks like he sells pharmaceuticals illegally. (laughs) Right? And he he must have a car with rims and a custom sound system, too. (laughs) Christ almighty. God. (laughs) Anyways, those worldly things like Rob Thomas. Mm. Um, One of the Bates, going back to it, one of the Bates girls did uh, say that dating should only be to get a spouse. Yes. Well, not dating. Courting. They don't date. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. But I... It's just interesting that like that's your end goal. That's the only thing. It's, that's the. It's they not don't to get to know a person. It's yeah. It's not to learn about yourself. Figure nope. out what you like. Figure out what you don't like. Um, I have a close friend that listens to the podcast. Thank you. Um, but she was mentioning about how you said how Mormons kind of push their kids to date. Like, yeah. Like go out. Like learn what you like. Learn what you don't like. Figure out. You know before you do choose to settle down. You know, even though it's not, you know, physical, 
Yeah. It's not. They have all the same purity standards, but they actually speak, like, they promote multiple people and not having a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Yeah. Right. So I just, she brought that up and she remembers thinking the same thing where she met somebody who was kind of a little bit more fundamental than they are. And she was like, oh man, really? That seems really repressed. I'm like, it's funny that the Mormon girl's like, "Mm, really repressed. I know. It's really funny that we're looking, (laughs) like my childhood looks fucking liberal in comparison, which is wild. Your hippy dippy parents. (laughs) I know. Oh, anyways, let me find where we're at. I lost track. Okay, so then a producer asks Kelly what she would say to people who say that they shelter her kids. She looked so defensive. I I wrote this so we could get it word for word. And what caught me is that she so quickly replied. I'm like, either this was rehearsed or she has had this canned answer Mm -hmm. ready to go. Because you know that they probably do feel defensive of people asking these things. So I'm like, she was so quick on it. There was no like, look up. There was no, no, I'm thinking like she rattled this shit off quickly and with like purpose oh yeah and right before she was going to answer like when the when the camera guy or the producer was finishing the question i wrote she looked so defensive and smug where she was like i have an answer she was fucking ready yeah so she said i would say it's wise to shelter a young plant to put it in a safe place until its root system is healthy and hardy enough to survive the winter and the cold and harsh weather. I would say there's a time for shelter and there's a time for putting it outside and letting it bloom and blossom. But I think you can do that too early. Yep. Yeah, you can tell that she's had that one in the chamber for a long time. Then it cuts to Amy talking about them all dressing the same. And she talks. <laughs> she says that she prefers you know, kids having their own personality and dressing how they want to dress. And then it goes immediately to Jessa saying um the bait's like more of the uh and she has like she like scrunches her face and she's like western type stuff and we're like a face scrunch modest modern modest, question modern. mark like you know and it's like sure jessa sure it's like a sure jan where it's like yeah modest modern yep. but it totally reminds me of like my my teenager days in church when they were really trying to make the slogan like modest is hottest like a like a thing like it was i felt like it was in mean girls where it's like with fetch it's like stop making it trying to happen it's never gonna happen like they were really pushing like modest (laughs) is hottest but you just know jessa is fucking loving this right now because the baits are making them look like hip and cool (laughs) so she's like thank god they came to visit because comparatively they do look oh yeah like modern so it's like for her she's like fuck yes we look cool next to these people (laughs) i thought the long denim dresses made them look like little house in the prairie but the baits are really little house yeah so jess is eating this shit up she's like wasn't that that jewish rapper modest modern oh that was modest uh, modest yahoo never mind sorry (laughs) not the same so then it goes to this talking head about michelle Come to find out, Tim and I both wrote it down word for word. So I'm going to let Tim take this one. Oh, how nice of you. Um, okay, so I'm a very a, generous person. In a in a talking head, she says, "Quote: You hear things about individuality, no, can but I, then real quick, I I wrote down phonetically how she says it. She does not say individuality. What Did you catch how she says it? No, I have to read it phonetically. Hang on. Well, maybe you should read it. Individuality." Individuality. Individi. Vigi. So I wrote individ, V-I-D-G-E-E-ality. Individuality. Oh, my God. 
that that dining room that you know education is doing real good <laughs> so she says you hear things about individuality <laughs> and then you go out into public um and the thing i if i'm gonna pause i know this is disjointed um this entire time she's looking up and to the side and I remember watching a thing during the Amber Heard trials where they were like evaluating body language, body language yeah. and different things. And when people lie, a lot of times they look up and to the side because they're trying to think of what they're going to say next. So we've talked about like hypotheticals. Like they use a lot of be afraid of this hypothetical situation, even though they've never been through that. Like that's never yeah. happened to you, but you're but it afraid will of- happen. C- correct. So <laughs> that's what I thought about this because I'm like, this situation has never happened, Michelle. Okay, there we go. You hear things about individuality, but then you go out into public and you see this herd of kids all dressed in the same color of shirts or all in black, you know, and their hair is all the same and they're wearing the same nose and earrings and belly rings and you're thinking hmm a lot of individuality out there oh yes she says it so smugly oh yeah and it's all like hmm and she like shakes she bobs her head mm-hmm. like i was i was so like triggered like disgusted oh, cuz yeah. it was like this bob and it was like, hmm, a lot of individuality there. Yeah. And I'm like, this st- stupid bitch. Yeah. Talking, number one, about a herd of kids. You got your own fucking herd. Number yeah. two, all your kids wear the same shit. And you know that the situation's never happened. Yes. You know she's never gone out in public and, and looked at the other people's dress and noticed their jewelry and their hair. Like, that's never happened. But I'm even sorry. if it did. And these kids are like that, and she's saying that they look like the rest of their friends. At least they're choosing to look like your friends. You're forcing your kids to all look the fucking same <laughs> in their fucking Target outfits. Like, the, mm. they mirror each other. So you have a problem with it because you say that they're dressing like their friends, but you're also forcing the same fucking herd of kids at home to do the yeah. same thing, but to your standards. Yeah. What's the difference? Yeah. There's not as much individuality in your family as you like to think that there is. Yep. And that's why they get so uppity about it. Remember mm. all of the questions in the early specials? I really can't stand when they say we don't have yeah. individuality. You know, we don't have our own. Well, you're getting mad because you know it's true. Yeah. That's why you're so triggered by this. Yeah. It's easier to get mad than to be like, hmm, maybe there is a little nugget of truth in there. And then she ends it with like a laugh and she says, I'm thinking it's so funny. Yeah. God, Michelle. <laughs> so smug. Okay. So then the next thing we actually, it's the next day or something. And now they're going skydiving. And the guy is going over the risks and they're signing their little waivers and stuff. He and was dressed so inappropriately. Inappropriate. Oh, no. You're talking about the guy that helped them. With he was. Nothing. Well, oh, you're. Yeah, yeah. And I'm talking about the, the guy that's helping with paperwork. Mm. So Amy asks him if she has to go up in the plane. If she goes up in the plane, like, does she have to come down? Meaning, like, can she change her mind? Like, right. does she have to jump? Can she go up in there and then decide no and then just come down with the plane? Mm-hmm. And Gil says, when you say I do, that's the way we view marriage around here. You just jump. You're committed <laughs> to the end to the road. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, we know Gil. We've seen that that's you guys just don't know somebody. You marry them and then you're in it for the long haul like Anna yep. and they're fucking going to prison and you're yep. still going to stand. Whether your husband's a pedophile or not. Yep. So it's like, yeah, we know, Gil. We know. <laughs> Do you want now? I guess you can talk about the inappropriately dressed man if you'd like. 
Oh, there was so the the guy that's kind of walking through them physically what they're going to be doing, you know, and he's talking about like putting your thumbs into the harness um in chicken wing position. Yes. Um is the most safe and then um I just thought he was dressed inappropriately because he was wearing shorts and a tank top. And his nipples would show because it was one of those real yeah. uh over like over, workout like yeah. gym tank top. And top-ed. so like it would move the wrong way and there'd be a nip slip and that was yeah. defrauding. I was going to say, is he, uh, what was the Bates thing? He's uh, creating desires before they should or whatever. That's the definition of defrauding is oh. like um, stirring up desires that cannot be righteously satisfied. I still don't know what the the definition of that is. I use it in a sentence every day and, and it's, he, it's never not right. right. Yeah, no. yeah. No. I'll look at something I found in the kitchen and be like, hmm, this is oddly defrauding. And then I'll look at Whitney to see if she gives me a nod. Nope. Nope. So this is actually the first appearance of Deanna, who is Mm. the sister of Jim Bob, mother of Amy. And she says that Amy gets her craziness from her dad, although he wouldn't jump out of a plane unless someone was giving him a million (laughs) dollars. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) And then Amy is getting ready to jump first. And I just want to say real quick, I'm sorry to side tangent for a split second. I feel like every time I watch an episode, I pick up something different about Amy that takes me back. So last episode, it was like her headband and her clothes. Mm-hmm. This time it was her her tan. And I'm like, this was 2008. This was like, oof, we were all hitting those beds, myself included. Amy looks like, you can just see like a bed tan versus like a like a natu- <laughs> natural one, you know? Okay. Like Amy looks like she may have even hit up like the tingle lotion. Like you can just kind of tell by looking at her. And it, yeah, it just take me back. Like this back in then is when I was going to like Jamaica me tan. That was my spot. Jamaica me tan. Jamaica me tan because they let me tan without a waiver from a parent before I was 18. Ooh. So that's why I hit up Jamaica. I really hope they're not still there because you might have just called them out. They're, they don't. They don't exist anymore. Oh. And then after that, I switched Maybe to tangible why. tanning because they're a little closer. And now I was 18. I could, you know, mm. I didn't have to skirt around it. But yeah. So um, just really takes me back to those tanning days, man. Because <laughs> that was pre, like now people do more spray tans. Right. But this is pre, like people didn't care about melanoma, I guess, as much back then. <laughs> we were all just frying ourselves. Yep. And uh, putting stickers on ourselves. And you just had a really fat palm tree because you couldn't place it the exact same way every time. Yep. But yeah, I was like, I could tell. Cousin Famey hits the beds. Cousin Famey hits those beds. How defrauding. Yep. Oh, wait. No, that's still not the right. Not not quite. No, <laughs> no. Maybe when she's in the bed and like naked. So that could kind there of you work. Go. There you go. There you go. So then Amy jumps and she's just kind of Amy. Very Amy. I don't know. Just <laughs> kind of. Over the top, a little, you know, compared to them, she's a lot, I guess. Super attention-y. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Amy jumps. She's Amy. She lives. Then the younger kids get taken up in the small plane so they can, like, you know, see some sights and they get mm-hmm. to steer. And then, so there's only five of them that jump jumped total, but they only actually show Amy and Jim Bob. Correct. So then Jim Bob is getting nervous to jump and Amy starts, like, giving him shit. Yeah. And she says that, you know, you told me to face my fears. What happened? Are you not going to face your fears? And then she follows it up with, hmm, I thought you were a role model in my life. (laughs) Oof. And you can tell. (laughs) You said a mouthful there, sister. Just wait. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And you can tell in uh, Lego Hair's facial expression that he does not like when people Raz raz him or, you know. Like, even if it's, like, deprecating humor, there's a way to do it where it's not, 
um, like offensive. Just like uh, most of our relationship is built off of roasting each other. Oh, yeah. That's our entire. We always say that like we're Dan and Roseanne, like the original Roseanne show. Mm-hmm. Tim and I are Dan and Roseanne. We're we largely based on roasting each other every day. <laughs> yeah. But you can tell that he is not about that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> he does not appreciate it. That was where the Superman reference came from. Oh, that yeah, I yeah. talked about before when she was coming down. He was like, it's a bird. It's a plane. And they're like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing from the skydiving thing uh, for me was right before they went, when they were showing um, Nip Slip Instructor Guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he was explaining to all the people that were going to jump what it was going like essentially what it was going to be like you know your chicken wing pose and um he pulled lego hair over because he was like hey i want to i want to show them what this is going to look like so lego hair like awkwardly walks over and nip slip instructor man flips him around so he's back to front and then he like pulls him against his body because that's what it's going to be like when they jump. Yeah. And then he was like, all right, do your chicken wing pose. And Lego hair does chicken wing pose. And my favorite part is because you're falling, your head is going to be pushed back. So he grabbed like his forehead and like put it on his own shoulder. And Lego hair looked so uncomfortable. Alarmed. like. (laughs) And you see him pick his head back up and like the guy grabs his head shoves it back again yeah like the guy was not gentle like and i i'm I'm thinking i'm like he probably is more gentle with other people like i think he played this up because he's like oh i'm gonna fuck around with this guy like (laughs) oh man (laughs) he looks so awkward you should put that in the oh in the visuals for sure yeah maybe do a little like video clip it was so good so jim bob jumps not much to report it just kind of it's whatever it is what it is and then it the episode ends with both families back at the tater tot mansion singing mm-hmm. amazing grace yep and that's it with Wrap like it an up. opaque uh montage of like some skydiving and yeah. the kids in the planes and yeah it was very that felt very like 2000s yeah very <laughs> that's it really um i think uh, it, overall, it was a fluff episode. Um, it felt very reality show esque, where you could tell it was like, okay, we have a little, we only have a little bit of content. Let's show them doing things. This is the fill in between. It's like they had the engagement, and then they're gonna have the wedding coming up. But in between, it's like, what? What can we have these people do? Hey, you're gonna go skydiving. Yeah. So we'll see that going forward, where there's always like an event, fluff for a couple episodes, and mm. then an event, and then more fluff. Yeah. And the the biggest takeaways are uh, both families get real defensive when you question them about their beliefs. <laughs> and their individuality. And, and their individuality. <laughs> and there's too many Duggar boys. Little Duggar boys coming around the houses. <laughs> so we're going to take a little bit of break. We'll be back with The Deep Dive. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So for the deep dive portion, uh, the third member of this podcast team, our little podcaster, Mildred, 
is sitting on my lap. And what am I supposed to do? Make her leave? That's true. So can you hear her? I don't know. Can can you hear her? No. There it is. <laughs> I could get a little bit of that purring. <laughs> so she's sitting in my. Oh, there. Okay. I think we're good now. She left. She doesn't. She doesn't like to be the star. Yeah. She just likes to be behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for today's deep dive, we're gonna we're gonna kind of address the elephant in the room. Not not Josh's new prison look. He's looking <laughs> a little elephanty. Um, not that, ex- but we're gonna talk about what is what is their religion? What is their cult? I feel like I have kind of like vaguely been kind of like skirting around it because I knew I needed to do an actual deep dive on it. But we just had so many things that had to be addressed, like current yeah. situations, that has kind of gotten kicked. Yeah. Kicked down the road, you know, a little. I didn't know if that was a pun because they wear floor-length denim skirts. What? Even skirting around it. Ah, merp. I didn't get good one. High five. Pretty good. Okay, so let's start with, what is their religion? So technically, their religion is Baptist, but that's really not, like, the culty part of it. Okay. The culty part of it is that they are a part of the IBLP, which stands for the Institute in Basic Life Principles. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just give a little bit of history about IBLP and talk a little bit as we go through that, like what actually drew the Duggars in. But we're not going to get into super specifics because this is just going to be kind of broad. Mm-hmm. And then later on with more deep dives, we will, I mean, there's so much, oh my God, there's so much <laughs> that later on with future deep dives, I'll be able to really pull from some of the belief systems, which we already have done with like talking about like the courting and things. Correct. But we will have a lot more to talk about as time goes on. Okay. So the IBLP is described as a non-denominational Christian organization that serves as an umbrella organization for several ministries. Go figure, of course, this makes them tax exempt and blah, 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 Mm. all that stuff. And on their actual website that you can go to even today, they, this is how they describe themselves. IBLP was established for the purpose of introducing people to the Lord Jesus Christ and is dedicated to giving individuals, families, churches, schools, communities, governments, and businesses clear instruction and training. There's that training word they always use on how to find success by following God's principles found in scripture. They say that this is done through seminars, educational programs, printed literature, and, um, Operations of different facilities and centers. Okay. With certified lust counselors. Exactly. Non-certified, non-certified lust counselors. Yep. That's a throwback to episode one. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about the history. So it was founded by Bill Gothard. Bill Gothard was born November 2nd, 1934. So he's an oldie. <laughs> and moldy. Oldie moldy. And moldy. <laughs> We will definitely be doing a deep dive on Bill Gothard himself. I just could not combine it all. It would just be too long. So today is very, very broad. Building the foundation. Exactly. When he was 15, apparently Bill just, you know, took notice of all the bad choices that his classmates were making around him. Bad (laughs) choices. Bad choices. Yeah, my nephew, he says bad choices. He he was really about this kid at school making bad choices. (laughs) So we always say that now. (laughs) Making bad choices. (laughs) No thank you. Anyways, 
he noticed them making bad choices. And that is when Bill decided that he would dedicate his life to helping young people make wise choices. Okay. All right. Like, I feel like that's more of like one of those things where like your hindsight, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes a good story. When I was 15, I decided like, oh, yeah, you really do you think he really had a day at 15 years old that he was like, that's my (laughs) life's work. Right. It just is like a it's like a great story to tell. Yeah. So fast forward to 1961. And this was the first time that Bill Gothard really put something together like officially. And it was based off his thesis that he wrote at Wheaton College. He created the Campus Teams program that he ran out of his house. And okay. the program was designed to help like troubled teens and help them resolve conflicts between them and their families. Mm-hmm. So then, in an, three years later, in 1964, after he'd already graduated from Wheaton College, the college invited him to create and teach a college course based on his work with teens great this is what we need somebody giving this fucking asshole a platform you know (laughs) it's like it makes me wonder like had they not like is this the point like had he kept doing it out of his house would he be where he is at now right it's just like you you can just see these pinpoint moments you're like this may have been the time that we gave this person too much of a platform (laughs) and it all went downhill from there yeah like did he he probably networked and like became friends with people at the college and then was like camp kind of campaigning for it too probably i'm assuming yeah I'm assuming. Like creating those opportunities for himself. So when he created this class, the first class contained 46 students that were youth pastors, teachers, and, you know, people all registered for the class. Mm -hmm. The next time he did the class the following year, it grew to 120 students. So homie was feeling himself and he was like, (laughs) oh shit, I've, you know, tripled my people. Correct. And uh, he was feeling good about it. Then unfortunately, it continued to grow, <laughs> went to a seminar. So it went from just being like this college course that people got credit for. That's the ugh, if. <laughs> but then it became a seminar that roughly ten to twenty thousand people were attending each time, wow. which is insane. So then in 1974, it so ten years later after it became that official course at the college. Ten years later, in 1974, he changed the name of it to Basic Youth Conflicts. Okay. Does that ring a bell for you? Basic Youth Conflicts? Yes. Does that ring a bell at all? I don't think so. That is what Pa Keller attended that made him become a Christian when he was 19 years old. Oh, okay. So we can kind of see this is how they... This is how they lure the people in. You take someone troubled. You take someone who's vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You get them in that way. And really, the 70s was like a major fucking heyday for IBLP. And for cults in general. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. Uh, no, yeah, you're totally, yeah, totally. Every That's true. Like, every time post, you think of a cult, it's like 70s. The yeah, day. like post-hippie era, like pre-technology boom of the 80s. So when everybody started drinking the Flavor-Aid. Yeah. The grape Flavor-Aid. Yeah. And then doing nothing after that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it really attracted those, like, that boomer crowd. Like, you know, they weren't boomers, like, but, you know, but but it really attracted them, all of those vulnerable youth. (laughs) So then from there, it continued to expand into other seminars and teachings. So it really started as this youth thing, right? 
But, of course, he was like, you're feeling the high of people listening to you and eating up everything yeah. that you're saying. So, of course, he starts adding on to it. And he's adding mm-hmm. on different topics and different seminars. So then that brings him to um, change the name yet again in 1989 to what we know today, the IBLP, Institute okay. of Basic Life Principles. And so it's been that ever since. But we went through three name changes up until that point as it kept adding on different things all right so let's talk a little bit about the different programs that it offers so first there is the seminars the first one being the basic seminar which is just kind of like the intro to all of gothard's like teachings in general Mm -hmm. it's 32 hours long oh damn usually taught over the course of six days yeesh wow It focuses on the seven basic life principles, which are design, authority, responsibility, suffering, ownership, freedom, and success. So I guess the idea behind it all is that he's teaching people how to view life, like all things in life through the perspective of God. Okay. So then it's kind of funny because... The alumni of this course are, once they pay for it that first time, they're allowed to retake this basic seminar anytime they want to, mm. <laughs> which I was like, that right there, red flag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what it reminds me of? What's that? So Tim and I met in culinary school and paid way too much money to learn fucking nothing. They robbed us. <laughs> and one of their selling points was that, oh, and after you after you go here you can come back and take a class at any time yeah red flag i never saw a single person in any of the classes were be a repeat right but our school no longer even fucking exists anymore nope. doesn't exist nope. <laughs> so i was like this sounds like our school <laughs> <laughs> I, I did get two two great things out of that school you oh uh... and then the other one is um the best vegetable peeler i've ever i've ever had in my life <laughs> still use it to this day if anything it's ever true. happens to that peeler I don't know what I'm going to do. It's the best peeler. And it's like an expensive I, and, peeler. Oh, so good. That's so, yeah, that's my two takeaways from that school. They robbed me blind. But I got you and a peeler. So, very appealing. And that is a good merp. I know. And it's a really good peeler. <laughs> so good. I've never, I look. <laughs> She's still going no, on I about look, the peeler. No, Tim, I look. The, the teeth on it are so good. It's like, they're fine. Like, and it's not a straight edge. It's got little teeth, but it's, oh, it's so good. Ooh, damn girl, them teeth fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm still looking for one comparable because <laughs> if something happens to this one. I don't know what I'm going to do. Anyways, next seminar. Sorry. Seven minute diatribe about a, about a peeler. <laughs> the best peeler. Okay. Shout out Messermeister. Right? Only one of the only good things they gave me at that school. <laughs> All right. So after the basic seminar, there is the advanced se- seminar, which prerequisite, you have to take the basic to take the advanced. And it builds upon that basic seminar. But this time it brings more of like f- marriage, family and finances into focus. Then there's also the anger resolution seminar, which sounds I mean, it is just what it sounds. They say it's kind of a reworking of the basic seminar, but through if you have anger issues. Okay. Then there's the financial freedom seminar, which the thing about this one, it was the financial freedom seminar is what initially drew in Jim, Bob, and Michelle. That was the very first link between them and anything related to IBLP. Hmm. 
So this will be a future deep dive, maybe in a couple episodes. We will definitely talk about it in depth. But this is because there is the funny Jim, Bob and Michelle never straight up address. This is when we joined IBLP. Right. But I think it's because that's not usually how it works out for most people. It is kind of this gradual thing because mm-hmm. they have all these different facets, all these different umbrella type things right. that I think that people just, if one thing, and that's how they get you in. Mm-hmm. So they were really attracted to this financial freedom thing, right? And right. then it's like, well, what else is this amazing man teaching us? Correct. And so, yeah. So that's why I think that there's not like, oh, one day you're just IBLP because- mm-hmm. It could it varies from person to person. It's kind of right. like a slow slow burn type thing, you know. Yeah. My my best guess about when this happened. So I know from reading their book that it was after they had the twins. So you know they had Josh, and then they had John, David, and Jana in January of ninety. Mm-hmm. So my best guess is that they took these the seminar somewhere in ninety or ninety one. Okay. So that's kind of it for seminars for now. But let's talk about some of the other umbrella ministries of IBLP. Go figure, they have prison ministry. <laughs> and I just want to read you this quote from their website that's currently on there because I think it's I think it's funny. Okay. It says, "What is powerful enough to make a person want to stay in prison?" One inmate who was about to be released asked if he could remain in jail to complete the basic seminar. That was being held at his jail. Okay. This seminar has changed the attitude, behavior, and outlook on on life of hundreds of inmates each year. They just love tooting that horn of theirs. Oh, yeah. So then they also have various educational programs, one of which, of course, is ATI, which stands for Advanced Training Institute. And that is a homeschool curriculum created by Bill Gothard that is based on the Sermon on the Mount. Okay. We have seen that that is where they go on their trips every year at Big Sandy. Mm-hmm. That's where they climb walls and learn about God. <laughs> and that's where Josh met Anna. Mm-hmm. This is the place. This is where they saw the baits. So ATI is the second thing that drew them in. So the first thing they were doing was those financial seminars. Mm -hmm. And then in 1992, they started to research and bring in the ATI curriculum into their home when Josh was four years old. Okay. When you say ATI, I think of there's a mechanic school here in town that's called Automotive Technical Institute. So when you're like ATI, I'm like, oh, so he was learning about like carburetors. (laughs) Close. So some of the other things that they have are public service ministry, which sounds like their print materials that mm-hmm. they, um, and then I was like reading, like they even have, you know how it mentioned that it was for governments and schools. Yeah. I saw some stuff online that I didn't get too deep into, but they do, they have sold like these like character key things to schools as curriculum. So it's kind mm-hmm. of wild to think that like a public school setting has used some of his materials. Yeah. Weird. Then the last one is that they have various training centers. So that includes things like Journey to the Heart, which we'll hear about a little bit going forward, as well as the Alert Academy, which is big with the Duggar boys. Okay. Still to this day, like one of them just recently graduated from it. Definitely going to be a future deep dive. Um, Without diving too hard, what is the Alert Academy? Can you give me a Cliff's Notes version? They send the boys there and it's very physical and... And but it's kind of like 
so there was this thing where a lot of people online are like, oh, it's where they send people who send boys when they're like being like bad or something or where they kind of like almost like the way they send away Josh. But mm-hmm. then other people who are within have left IBLP or like, no, it's really kind of like more of like a rite of passage. Like they kind of send every boy there. It's considered, it's like boy scouts with God, but like, it's like going to boot camp. That's what it, that's what okay. I was thinking for. It's like going to military, like boot camp. It's very physical, super, um, super strict. Yeah. But then this like whole cult side of it too. I feel like it's a, a way to keep them from masturbating. Like that's that that's pretty much all of it. They're like, go to this really cool thing. You're going to be there with all the other people that are in your community, kids that are of your age. It'll keep you from wanking it. Uh, it'll be great. I you know I, I don't think walls. I don't think yeah, and learn about God. Um, I don't think that's too far off. I think that I think that's pretty accurate. What did you do with your summer? I didn't jacket and I climbed walls for God for the Lord. Okay, but since we aren't getting too deep today, and I'm just giving you these basics of what IBLP is and kind of the history and operation, I did at least want to give you like one little goodie that will make you laugh. Nug, give yeah. us the the nougat center. <laughs> so in 1986, Bill Gothard wrote a letter to his followers warning them of the evils of the Cabbage Patch doll. <laughs> Just kind of giving you a summary. Oh I read a whole God. bunch of different people's like takeaways mm-hmm. from from this. So yeah. I'm just kind of summarizing a bunch of different things. But in summary... I mean, those kids look freaky. <laughs> I mean, I'll give them that. In summary, he thinks that... Okay, so do you know how the Cabbage Patch dolls, when you buy them brand new, they come with that little certificate inside? Mm-hmm. And basically, it's that you are um, signing this agreement, like like you're adopting, like the like yes. to, to love it, and you're adopting it, right? Correct. It's this little birth certificate, adoptive certificate, right? Yeah. He thinks that signing that little certificate <laughs> is violating the first commandment: "Thou shalt have no other gods before me." <laughs> so, with that mindset. When you signed this fake adoption agreement for a toy, you are committing your life to that as a god. He says that by signing this agreement to love the doll, that that is disobedience to God and violation of the first commandment. So that is giving Satan the chance to get his foot in the door to your home. That That is real deep for a fucking piece of paper in a doll box. You're... I hope you stretch it her back because you're reaching. <laughs> so he encouraged his followers to burn the dolls. Oh, my. And in the case that you were unable to, like, soon, like, there's some reason you weren't able to just go start a bonfire right then mm-hmm. and there. He encouraged you to place it out in the garage, face down in a box, <laughs> or facing a wall. <laughs> And I was cracking up because uh, I read this one where a girl said that she's like, I apologize to any of my, my friends, parents who found me facing their dolls into the corner of their room. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Thought I was man. a fucking weirdo. Oh, man. Do you know what his evidence is to this? Oh, I'm ready. His evidence is that someone, one of the followers, whose child was having night terrors, Suddenly, they stopped as soon as they burned that Cabbage Patch doll. Oh. So, very solid evidence. It's a rare condition, the uh, Cabbage Patch-a-phobia. Yep. 
So that yeah. was, I decided to give you one thing just to be like, oh, this, this is some of the crazy shit that this man has said, that these people are fucking eating up. Insanity. Um, what do you mean crazy? <laughs> I'm just happy that to hear that somebody else is saying the things that I've been thinking about, Cabbage Patch dolls. Well, I, it was funny because one person was like, she remembers when her parents were telling her like relaying this information and she said in that moment she was just so grateful she never owned one because she's like i didn't want to have to burn it if i like you know she's like the thought of having to burn your doll she's like i thought was really like sad so she's like thank god i never had a fucking cabbage patch doll and those were like a commodity like those were those were the hot toy at the time so the fact that you were gonna get this and then some like dude is gonna tell me i need to burn it screw you guy it's like such a, like something was getting too popular. And he's like, hey, 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 you're yeah. letting Satan in the door. Can't get more popular than the Lord. <laughs> Finally, somebody has the same views that I have. There's a, if you don't know, there's an SNL uh, Weekend Update character called Drunk Uncle. Oh, I love And one Drunk of my Uncle favorite so things good. that he says is, he's like, Finally, somebody's saying the things that I've been thinking and also saying. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love that. It's such a good sketch. <laughs> All right, so I just want to close you out now with just a few IBLP connections. I'm going to start with like the least connected into the most connected. You got to get connected for free. Get connected for free with Education Connection. The banger, the banger of our generation, I'm telling you. <laughs> That's a good one. Look it up if you haven't. Education Connection. It was a commercial back in the day. Connection. All right. Um, least connected. Sarah Palin. Okay. Not actually a member per se, mm-hmm. but while she was mayor, she did attend a few of the conferences. Oh. Not surprising. Number one, uh, I think it also panders to to the type of people that they want their voter, you know, to like the Correct. type of voters like she's looking for. So it's like, look yeah. at how conservative I am. And it was something yeah. about like families. Now, is there just one, sorry to interrupt, is there just one kind of conference that's like everybody goes to or no. are they, is there regional? They is have, there... I mean, they have a ton of different facilities that they have okay. that, that are actual facilities, but then they can also mm-hmm. hold seminars and things like conferences just in various places that okay. they might rent out as well. So they have their own facilities, but then also they'll just do stuff kind of okay. anywhere. Because there's like video game conferences where it's like PAX East and PAX West. You know what I mean? I didn't know if they had uh, anti-Cabbage Patch East and uh, Toy Burning West. Yeah. You know. So what I from what I saw, I, I didn't even write down the one that she went to because I'm it wasn't like one of the big ones. It's not like going to ATI or going to like one of these things are like the actual like the families that are going to this shit every year. This is just one yeah. of those like conferences, okay. but not not one of the basic seminars. Okay. Here's another one for you, Mr. Hike. Oh, Hike. Why did I say Hike? Mike Huckabee. Hike Muckabee. Hike Muckabee. Mike Huckabee, for people who don't know, because I do know there are some people that aren't, you know, they're from other countries and stuff. So Mike Huckabee is not only a Baptist minister, but he was the longtime governor of Arkansas. Mm -hmm. He was the one that they had the sticker on the back of their car in that one episode. Correct. And then he was a Republican um, presidential candidate in both t- 2008 and 2016. He didn't make it far, though. Mm-hmm. And then he also has a daughter that's in politics now, blah, blah, blah. He's had TV shows on Fox News and had radio shows and stuff like that. So not at all surprised that Mike Huckabee is somewhat affiliated. Uh, 
it's clear that he's taken at least one of the, the at least the basic seminar. I'm not sure how much further he went, but we do know for a fact he at least took that one. Mm-hmm. And he was quoted as saying, "Some of the best programs available for instilling character into the li- into the lives of people comes from this program." Mm. So Mike Huckabee, or Hike Muckabee. <laughs> I feel like that's a pretty standard mindset from people that are kind of heavily involved in things where they talk a lot about like values and character and regardless of whether that's true or not I also feel like it's just a way to elevate yourself over other people because if if I disagree with something that you say I can be like well they don't they just don't have character oh yeah they're totally or as Oh, I guess that's not the same. I was going to say my dad used to say morally bankrupt, but um, (laughs) that's not character related. Never mind. Same vein, though. Yeah. (laughs) Like calling somebody worldly and having it be a negative thing. Yeah. My dad didn't want me to join the Air Force because he said I'd be surrounded by people who are morally bankrupt. (laughs) Good God. How I came out as well-rounded as I am, I'll never fucking understand. Exactly. Next one. Hobby Lobby. Mm, This one was huge a while back. So Hobby Lobby is owned by the Green family. And the way that they have supported IBLP is by donating various facilities over the years. Mm -hmm. One of them being the Big Sandy campus, which is where Alert is at. That's where they go to ATI. Mm -hmm. So that gigantic campus, he sold to the IBLP in 2001 for $10. Wow. $10. Damn. Tax was more than anything else. Right. Um, in 2000, he donated a building in Little Rock, Arkansas. Does that sound familiar? That is where Josh was sent back in 2003. Mm. So if you remember how I told you some of the people were kind of confused in the community, thinking that he really was, had gone to the, that the Duggars had gone to the police because they said that it was housed, the police was housed in the same building. Mm-hmm. Now I have a little more insight onto that. So, for 10 years, the IBLP rented out the ground floor of that building to the Little Rock Police Department at the cost of $1 per year. (laughs) So, they have since started um, charging them, like, normal rent. Okay. Because IBLP is on the downward (laughs) trend money-wise, which is good. That's a Mm -hmm. good thing. That means they're losing support. Yeah. But yeah, so that so now that puts it more into perspective. People are like, oh, if he got sent there, well, the police is right there, so they would think like, oh, well, yeah, so they're gonna, they right. are gonna get this involved. Or it also puts into perspective how maybe even if they had taken him to, we know he took him to that one, mm-hmm. pedo himself, um, later on. But it, I think it also puts into play where even if they had taken them, do you think they would have done anything? Because they're like, oh, it's this place that's renting it to us for a dollar. They, they're right. this nice organization. <laughs> like, do you think they would have really done anything? Like, yeah. I don't know. I remember when that was a big deal um, when the last voting cycle was Hobby Lobby. And there's a lot of people that were like, God, Lobbying. they're so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, there was just a lot of like, we don't agree with what they're what they are lobbying for no pun intended that um you know we're not going to go there and that uh, i just told you those two facilities because they're something that we could kind of relate it to mm-hmm. but they there's other there's at least three more one of them oh, is yeah. in new zealand so this is pretty like yeah. widespread so they are definitely using all their money to support 
this type of cabbage patch. <laughs> to to stop the spread of, of cabbage, cabbage patch, patch dolls yeah. around the world. Exactly. It's also that piousness of like we're gonna we're gonna go to another country and teach these poor, poor people these poor people that just aren't good enough uh the right way. They need our help. It's the it's you know not turning it into a race thing, but it's like the white savior. Oh yeah, totally. That's how know, I feel mentality. about um, Anna's sister Esther going to Zambia. It's like, oh yeah, with all their kids and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. you're gonna go there with your baker's dozen and just save all the people. Yeah, Ugh, exactly. Gross. <laughs> just as long as they don't have cabbage patch dolls, that's all I care about. <laughs> at least face them towards the wall. Good God. <laughs> so that was like his suggestion for like if you were at somebody's house and they had a cabbage patch doll. <laughs> Still go over and face it towards the wall and you'll be fine. <laughs> Could you imagine going to someone's house and if your thing was like family photos and I was just slowly putting your family photos <laughs> facing towards the table? Oh, God. Okay, last connection, which is... Ooh, I'm ready. And very involved. Mr. Gil Bates himself. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know. You might have picked up on the fact that the Bates definitely have the same belief system and values as the Duggars. That's correct. May have picked up on that. Yeah. But the reason it's a little bit deeper with Gil is because Gil has actually been on IBLP's board of directors since 2013. Okay. So what we were watching Damn. today was like in two th- filmed in 2008. So it wasn't until five years later that he joined the board, but he is still on the board to this very day. Oh, wow. And I'm not sure if they... I know at one point they at least had six people on the board. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if at any given point in time since 74, if they've had more than six. <laughs> yeah. But I do know that as of today, he's only one of three. Oh, so damn, I okay. find that also interesting. So they're so they're losing money. They've been yeah. losing money for years. So that's why they've been having to scale back on certain things, right. certain properties, sell off things. Mm-hmm. And to me, just only having three board members also says a lot as well. Because yeah. you'd think there'd be a lot of people that they're like, fuck, they would want to be mm-hmm. high up in this in this you know yeah so if there's not as people clamoring for it i think that that says a little something oh yeah and they probably ate that up when they had their show oh yeah like oh cool one of one of our own is out you know in the public site guys so that's what's so funny so the duggars definitely became the face of iblp for sure they became the face of it they were all Mm. over their website um there's still some mentions of them on the website too they did a lot of speaking engagements. In fact, they were doing a speaking engagement like the day that Josh got arrested. They had to like cancel one because they were like at it when it happened. And they had to oh, damn. Uh, Gil and uh, oh, the Duggar girls have even spoken at different things. Like they're very of much course. faces of it. Yeah. So are Gil and Kelly. Even up until recently, they there was even advertisements for them like in 2021 speaking mm-hmm. at various conferences and stuff. Wow. So they're still very involved. So it's just funny that we take Jim Bob who is the face of it, but never actually became like on the board of it. Yeah. And Gil, who's um, known, but it's not quite to the same level, but he's actually a little bit deeper, but actually being on the board. But at the same time, and again, I think this could be something we talk about in depth in the future, mm-hmm. but I do find it interesting because you would think of it as Gil being deeper into it, being on the board. Yeah. But he has actually been more accepting of his children kind of drifting away from iblp Hmm. he now don't get me wrong it's not like any of their kids are out there liberal or anything they're all super conservative christian but they have kind of drifted from some of those 
like they're not wearing like they're wearing clothing that was made post 1900 yes Uh, (laughs) when your kids stray and and they're some of them married people deep within the iblp some of them didn't so but in general there doesn't seem to be the same kind of like division that there Mm -hmm. is within the duggar families of like the way he is not accepting of jill and Derek, and it's they haven't completely cut off ginger and jeremy but he very clearly does not like jeremy and yeah like you know so it's just funny so you'd think gil would be more judgmental mm-hmm. when actually it looks like uh jim bob is mm-hmm. so i was actually talking um maria shout out to maria we were kind of going back and forth on some on the comments of the last episode and so i was saying that i think it's interesting because i think it shows that obviously the Colts iblp definitely plays into it of course yeah but the fact that Jim, it just, I think it goes to show more that Jim Bob just has a more controlling personality. So you have this cult aspect, but it's just his is so much worse and he has so much more control over his children. Yeah. Because he's just a controlling person. Mm -hmm. So, yes, Gil and Kelly still have these same belief systems and he's on the fucking board of this cult, Mm -hmm. but he's not as controlling. So he's letting his kids kind of do do their own thing not that they're being anything crazy yeah but without this like division or Mm -hmm. you know so i think even if you look at personalities you know jim bob is awkward and kind of off-putting and very as much as gil (laughs) still has fucked up you know beliefs on certain things like he seems like an like an endearing man like you he seems like if you met him in a social setting that had nothing to do with religion you'd be able to have a nice conversation with him and he would move on yeah jim bob's not really like that like he's that person where you're like Ugh. oh yeah totally mm. off-putting so i can definitely see why gill even though he you know has kind of some looser restrictions on you know his kids like you were just talking about he would it would be a lot easier to have him be on the board than jim bob just because you're kind of off-putting, man. Yeah. On a random thing that I just thought about, during the episode, they did a talking head with one of the creepy Bates boys. Now, I'm sorry. All the boys, which is only two of them, from that family. That they show talking. (laughs) Super creepy. Like, serial killer creepy. They have a lot more boys, but they only show two, like, really. Man, and if those are the two that they pick, the (laughs) the other ones must be real bad. But then I even feel bad because they've only talked to, like, one of the girls, and it's the oldest one. Yeah. And she's like nice, and you're like, like you. She's you're, not even the oldest, but yeah, but. But it's like you're nice, like you're cute. You seem normal. You know what I mean? Like, or you could be normal. You know, so it's kind of sad. And then she's wearing this god awful like lime green bib dress. But wait till someday we talk about her wedding. Oh God. Um. <laughs> so when they were talking to them about courting, they asked one of the older Bates boys, oh, so do you think that, you know, maybe one of these, like, Duggar girls is the one? And the guy got so awkward, even more awkward. But then he was like, well, you know, we uh, haven't really spent a lot of time with them recently. Seven years. <laughs> and uh, it was, you could tell he was like, get out of this question. Get out of this. Qu- eject, yeah. eject. Abort, abort. <laughs> abort. Abort. Well, no, not anymore. Um, eject, eject. <laughs> And then um, Aaron says, I don't know, maybe. Like, she's just like, you don't know. Mm. You never know. But. Yep. Dodged a bullet there, Aaron. Yeah. Oh, they all did. Oh, thank God. <laughs> it was always, they were always being, people constantly saying, oh, do you think a Duggar and a Bates oh, are yeah. going to get together? And not, not so far, no. 
worked out better for the baits yep yeah and you know what i think the duggars helped the baits in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. because they comparatively has made them seem normal like right here we're giving like praise to gill and kelly for looking normal they're still the same it's still it's still from the same cloth of bullshit but here we are going like they come off more normal like the duggars seriously did them like it's funny here was jessa thinking oh thank god the baits are making me look cool but ultimately (laughs) the duggars did them a huge service they have made them look more warm more normal yeah they have made them fly under the radar more Mm -hmm. and you know they never made the money that the duggars did but they actually have really successful like other careers and things and like um yeah i just think that and also whether the baits are truly different personality wise from the duggars or not you could also argue that Maybe they saw some of the stuff that was going on with like the Duggars and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. we're going to steer away from it. Like I said, how they weren't super vocal about their buddy system. Correct. I think that they just kind of were like, mm, they learned the things to say and not to say and like Correct. do. So, yeah. They had someone kind of leading it before them. Making the mistakes first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, you could go argue back and forth. Are they different? <laughs> Are they the same? What's this or what's that? But just from the outside, they do come off differently. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right, that's it for me. Anything else from you? No, I think this was a filler episode, but I feel like we got some good nuggets. Um, I do like the fact that you're kind of pushing the deep dive into what actually guides them like what are their beliefs what are the what's the letter of the law we have you know? so much to go through oh man oh so. my, i'm horrified tim i forgot to tell you. i should have brought this up the internet knows oh my god the other day i got an email suggesting one of the seminar books from iblp <laughs> it was like the basic seminar like textbook for like forty dollars and i got the Ooh. email that it was like we thought this would be good for you from like amazon i'm like what are Damn. you doing like <laughs> Maybe we can like thrift book it for like four dollars or no, something. No, they, they, I've looked. Believe me, that's where I'm getting all of my um my Duggar material. I ordered six more books this week. Oof. You should be ashamed. Uh, I know. So, but the internet knows. Like, I wasn't even looking for that on Amazon, and then Amazon's. I'm like, what are you doing? People are gonna know. <laughs> it's getting, it's getting dicey. It's very. Funny. I feel like people are gonna walk into my house and see all this fundamental shit all over, like all over my house. <laughs> Just put a put a bottle of tequila next to your Duggar book so they know that you don't subscribe. We need to go get our vape, put it out, like, in everywhere <laughs> where we can. Anyway, sorry. It's getting, getting dicey. Okay, so, as usual, we have our Instagram. I've loved hearing from you people. Mm. It has been so much fun. We've been getting a lot more, like, traction, just, like, talking, having conversations mm-hmm. in comments. Again, thank you, Maria. That was a really interesting conversation we had back and forth. Lots of DMs and mm-hmm. emails, just loving it. So yeah. Instagram is digging up the Duggars pod, mm-hmm. and the email is digging up the Duggars at Gmail. Yep, love We've to seen hear from some you. more reviews this week. And rates, um, yes. Yep, some more ratings and a couple more reviews. So um, we love those. Once again, that helps us get found by other people. So um, if you like what you're listening to, definitely. If you don't give us like it, why are you still listening? <laughs> It's been fascinating. I feel like we've had a lot of good interaction with some listeners. And um, this week in particular, I feel like we've seen a lot of growth. I remember being excited when we hit like 500 listens. Yeah. And then I feel like we were at 6,000 and then we blinked and we're at 7,000 and we're almost at eight already. Yeah. You know, so it's wild. We're getting like 1,500 in a day some days where I'm like, oh my God, like it's, it's, I was not expecting this type of growth like this. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of wild to look at. And it's super awesome. This is like a niche 
thing that people are into and it's obviously a community that i'm joining now <laughs> we've um, allowed you in yeah <laughs> we really do volu- need to make jackets <laughs> i was voluntold to join this community <laughs> well, you love um, it. but it's been great and i think the interaction's been probably my favorite part so um yeah stick with us we appreciate it we really appreciate you guys so much and mildred oh mildred just walked back in so i need to go feed her so we're gonna sign out for this week bye guys <laughs>